Welcome to Owen and Baru's Barbecue. We're doing a special bonus episode, so we didn't cook up a lot, but pull up, pull up a seat, have yourself a nice big glass of blue milk. Today, I'm joined with Nick. My name's Matt, and we're here to talk about some of the actual blue stuff that's happening on Disney Plus in regards to Star Wars. Some blue stuff? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's their logo's blue. We, so we might, might as well have some nummies in there, too. Oh, Blue Nummies, yes, from Navarro. Yes. Um, so there was a lot of news that was announced uh, last week about Disney Plus and all of the new Star Wars episodes that were going to be launched or released over the next 10 years. So 10 shows, 10 years was basically kind of the, the loose thing that, that we saw. Kind of kind of interested in how that, that's going to trail out over the next next 10 years but anyway uh that's what we're here to talk about and uh we we actually sidestepped this from from the mandalorian podcast because we felt like you know i don't know i i felt there was there was definitely enough stuff here to kick around and, and kind of talk about and uh do you want to go just show by show is that work? yeah just just yeah she went out and we'll talk about it well, let's go with the one that we're probably most excited about right you're gonna, you're gonna lead off with the Rangers of the New Republic. That's not the. That's not the one. I'm <laughs> going to uh, Ahsoka. Or you want to save that for the end. Ahsoka is actually not the one I'm looking for. Oh, well, actually, well, that one, that one, and the other one. So okay, we'll see. Well, let's lead off with Ahsoka because that's the one that I was like, yes, okay. like well, confirmation about this. Yeah, the most the most thing I'm excited about this one though is that it actually is going to be helmed by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So. This this makes me happy that I know that this one at least is in the right hands with at least with story and vision, yes. you know, because I wouldn't trust anyone else but Filoni to do Soka, and I'm pretty sure he owns the rights to that character anyway. So, so, so you know, you've heard you've heard Filoni is is it or I mean uh, Favreau is attached to it as well. That's what I had heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you've heard more than I have. <laughs> Let me see where I uh, I mean, aside from the Rosario Dawson being attached to this series. Um, the fact that it's being set in the same timeline as the Mandalorian and um, the logo, which is somewhat telling and revealing because it seems to reference the world between worlds um, kind of uh, period of time, or, or I guess that idea of the world between worlds, that logo. Um, the logo also references uh, Jedi Fallen Order which I, I haven't played. Um, not a big video gamer. Wish bought I it, could. Never played it. What's that? Bought it, never played it. I, yeah, yeah you, you bought it? I bought it, I think, when it was released, and I still have not played it. Wow. <laughs> See, I mean, two things for me with video games. A, highly addictive, where I'll just be like, oh, this is all I want to do. Um, and my wife is basically like, I don't want a video game system in the house. So she's well, she's kind of she's I let her take the lead like that's what she wants like I well, however my brother gave me a great suggestion and I've been meaning to do this so I'm going to try to carve out some time over the holidays where uh, YouTube you can find some walkthroughs uh, I don't I would like to just experience some of the cinematic aspects of the 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 actual video game just so I can kind of know some storyline because. Who knows? Maybe Cal will be the the Jedi that shows up, or right. maybe will appear in some of these other, if not Mandalorian, maybe Ahsoka. We don't mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, the last game that I played to completion was twelve years ago, which was Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, Red, just Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, uh, it's just I think it's just because the older you get, you have so much more responsibilities and so many things. Like I'm working most of the time. And so if I can find a game on my phone that I can play for five minutes, ten minutes at most, it's like, oh, I'm good there. Whereas I know if I play something like Jedi Order or any actual proper PlayStation or Xbox game, that's a commitment. Oh, you know? yeah. And so it's just like, oh, I don't want to sit down for hours playing this. Because even – even because uh, I did buy the, uh, the Squadrons. I bought Squadrons. And oh, yeah. I only played the first two levels on it. And but even then, I was constantly pausing it in the middle of the game and setting it down for a while because I just don't, I can't do it anymore. Where I can just sit there Nick. and play an entire mission. You know? Nick, we're old. I know we are. We're 
<laughs> it's just it's just that realization. It's like, oh, we are we are definitely beyond our age. Yeah. Um, uh, let me read this though. Yeah. So I yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I found where I found this, and I'm just going to read the, the relevant part of it. But it says uh, Rosario Dawson will once again play the role of Ahsoka Tano, a Star Wars show setting set during the timeline of the Mandalorian. That show's creator, John Favreau, is developing the project alongside Dave Filoni, who has steered Ahsoka's journey through the animated series and The Mandalorian. However, no release date for the show has been announced. Right. I knew that. We don't have a release date. And my anticipation for this is probably, what would you think, 2023? That would make sense, because I'd said that I think The Mandalorian won't go past four, maybe five seasons. That's Mm -hmm. it. I think that's a good number for it, because... I think anything past the child, uh, yeah. you know, because like, let's say, you know, he does find a master, but then he rejects it. And then at the end, let's say Luke shows up at the very last episode of the Mandalorian period and says, OK, I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take the child. I don't think the audience will accept now a Mandalorian show without growth. Right. And no, I, they're they're born together in the pilot. Yeah, I, I feel um, like and I mean, they're they're bond is born out of the pilot. So that is the sto- that is the show. It's also branded on his armor that we keep seeing. Right. And it, it's kind of funny because I think that the emotional beats, it's, it's weird, we're, we're, we're sidestepping and talking about Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's odd because like some of the emotional beats I don't think are playing as as deep as they would if he, if he had his helmet off. If he had his helmet off and he was delivering or talking to the child, we would respond to it, but the music and his vocal, his vocalization of that emotion isn't getting me yet. It, it hasn't, I haven't had a moment where I'm like, oh, like this makes my heart hurt because they're apart, because I know that they're going to be together. Like they're like magnets. So the, in that case, like my, my criticism of the show is that it, it hasn't done that for me yet. Now, they get a moment where the Mandalorian has like uh, is basically like near death, and you have like Grogu step in with and pick up a saber or like do some cool force thing to save his father. Um, you know, take his mask off for it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think just as humans, we're going to respond to that like facial expression of, of both the Mandalorian responding to what Grogu is doing. But anyway, right. sidestepping here. But I think you're right, though, in, in, in the fact that they probably have the the arcs for the seasons already kind of like, OK, like when we get to season four, this is the, the main story arc. We'll have other writers come in and fill in the gaps for all of the character beats and stuff right. like that. Um, I mean, you look at Rebels. I mean, it's only four seasons and that mm-hmm. works perfectly fine. Yeah, you know, and I, th- I think that's I think that's good. Like you know, we have the, we're in the season two now. We're not going to get Mandalorian season three until uh, December twenty fifth of next year. Uh, you know, and I could see even though it's a major hit for Disney Plus, I think it it makes sense to end it after four, maybe five yeah. seasons, and and then let's okay, and then but you can still have so many interweaving shows with it. Oh yeah, that uh, as long as they set them up properly, it's like oh you're good. You know. Well, and and I think I mean as we're going to get to these other ones, I think that that's kind of their plan. Hopefully they don't, and I, I think that was a lot of fans' uh, worry, is that as you're looking at this large spread, you're like, okay, Floney's one guy. Right. He can't do it all. Yeah. And um, Yeah, I don't want them to stretch it too thin, you know. And right. That is the worry. Yeah. At the same time, what I've loved about The Mandalorian is that we have had different voices come in to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Now... If it becomes too much, and, and I will just say this, like the plan of 10 shows, 10 years, and who knows when we'll ever get a cinematic movie of Star Wars again. Let's say 10 years from now, Star Wars fandom is at a low point again where we're just like, we've been overwhelmed. We've been inundated with all of this stuff. There's too many. Grogu's has, has like played his cards, like whatever. Like we're all past it. It's just too much then I think going back to the cinema will probably be their next avenue. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying 10 years out, I would not be surprised if in 2030, we're not going to have like an episode 10 where my kids all of a sudden have kids and they're like, I'm going to take you to the movie theater, you know, go see a Star Wars. 
And by the way, Grogu's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I can see that. Like, it's like, I, I think this next, I think, you know, this last decade was the decade of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I don't, because if you look at the films they just announced that are coming out in the next, I'm yeah. not excited about any of them, except mm-hmm. uh, I think there's one that was like, oh, yeah, I'll go watch that one. The rest of them, I'm all like, I don't care about any of these films. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I can't see Marvel, because, I mean, all the things that we've had for the last decade have been the established Marvel characters that we know. I mean, there's been some that were minor names, but we knew what the characters were. Whereas in the ones that are coming out, we're like, yeah, I don't care anything about you know, a heart metal heart or a heartstone or whatever it is, which is basically mm-hmm. another iron version of Iron Man. It's like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but I think, yeah, I think this next decade could be the decade of star Wars again, as long as they do it right. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the thing with the, the movies though, and, and what you're saying about like, I mean, and we're going to get to some of these shows too, but uh, some of the titles might not just like win us over. But that's going to be up for the show, the showrunners, the actors, and the production to like kind of pull it together. Um, speaking of which, Rangers of the New Republic hate the name. Hate the name. Hate the name. Like, a why? What? Where? Where? How? how? I'm I'm of so con- of all, yeah. so much animosity towards this name. And and I do wonder, like, was this going to be called Cara Dune? Right, and I said, nah. Well, she's been in a lot of, like, yeah. trouble lately, so let's just... Of all the things that are announced, this is the one I worry about the most. Yeah, sure. Because, uh, like I said, on the Mandalorian episode we just did, uh, I think that this is almost going to be like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type show, and I don't want it to be that. Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. had so much potential and they screwed the pooch because yeah. they didn't. Ne- they never weaved it, in for the movies. They never weaved anything of Agents yeah. of Shields into the movies. It would. And, and what's and what's tricky for and it's funny because we're kicking on Agents of Shield here. But you know, I stuck with Agents of Shield for long enough until I just was bored to tears and had to leave it for other shows that were better and doing yeah. similar things but better. Um, mainly the CW. Mm-hmm. So if you were somebody like <laughs> in the last five years that were like, Oh, Hey, I want to watch a superhero TV show. Like, like agents of shield. I'm sorry. It just never hit for me. And I never stuck with it long enough for it to hit because there were other, like I said, superhero shows on the CW that at least kept me entertained. I mean, like every episode of the flash or green arrow might not be a dynamite, but uh, I liked the whole villain of the week and I'd tune back in and again, you know, and I liked the interconnectivity that CW was building there. Um, I I mean, hope like it's weird because speaking of CW and their interconnectivity, like you almost need someone that has had knowledge or firsthand like how to do that. Like I don't know, like in some ways, like CW like waters it down because they have to like do like so many episodes like for their, their shows, you know, like 20 episodes, you know, like that's a huge, you know, but at least their shows had these like set pieces where it was like, this is the movie of the season that we're doing where we're bringing all of these shows together. There's going to be five episodes. This is the main villain. This is the story. And that would get me excited as kind of like a nonchalant fan, you know, like I'm, I'm a fan that's going to be like, I'll tune in for some things, but oh, this this is kind of interesting. So I'm getting sidetracked here, but Rangers <laughs> of the New Republic. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't. They're gonna have to promote. They have to get to get a good name. One, yeah, for them to at least have the main actor because because yeah. Cara Dune alone cannot carry it, and I'm not gonna care about seeing a bunch of X-wing fighters patrol the galaxy. Yeah, so it's like you're gonna have to have a really good premise for it, right? Uh, yeah, and it does that connect to, or does it have anything to do with this movie that we're going to get called um, Rogue Squadron? Depends is on what that, time it's. Is, it, yeah, I know. There's been some fan speculation that it's that it's going to be taking place after, like post Rise of Skywalker, which I don't even know how, oh. why that would. I think it was just a fan, like, but the the logo looks like the old T six. T-65 X-Wing. So, and with all of the things referencing Rogue Rogue Squadron from video games and a line of about 10 or 11 novels, like, 
why would you not do post Jedi Rogue Squadron patrolling the galaxy? Right. So, so I can see, okay, you're going to have this Rogue Squadron, but that's going to be a movie. That's not even going to be a TV show. Yeah, this is the one that, you know, first one that's got me worried is Rangers. This is the one that's got me second worried the most. I mean, uh, because exactly, it, it will depend on where, what time it's set in. A lot of yeah. people would like it to be somewhere between uh, New Hope and Empire, but that's just not going to work, I don't yeah. think, because nope. you'd have to have Luke, you'd have to have Wedge, and you're yeah. not going to have them. So it's yeah. like, okay, you can't do that. So I think you're right. It has to be post-Jedi at some mm-hmm. point. The second one is just the fact that it's Patty Jenkins directing it. Um now I don't hate Patty Jenkins. Uh, it's just that I you, I don't think she has proven herself yet as a capable director. I mean, other than Wonder Woman, I was not really a big fan of Wonder Woman. I like the first act. I think the first act is one of the most solid action films that's been put out uh, as in like a comic book. But mm-hmm. I think story wise, it really falters second act all the way to the third. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when I finally see Wonder Woman eighty four. I got my fingers crossed because if yeah. that, that ends up being a great film, then I'm like, okay, great. I'm all for it. You know, let her do it. Uh, but we'll see. You know, and she said, I mean, from what I've read, this is, this is going to be a, a passion project for her because her father was a jet fighter and she's going to bring in a lot of that personal experience. So it's like, so I, I, I said, I'm not, I'm not hating on her at all. I'm, I'm wishing her the best. But I, I'm just saying as a director, I, I'm, because I'm so is she, is passionate. She bring the level though. The yeah. level of like scope and scale of like what Wonder Woman was, mm-hmm. uh, even without knowing what Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be like, um, you know that 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 could be pretty cool. I mean, I I can see that working. I almost kind of want them to go post Mandalorian and say like, okay, like, uh, you know, what if it's set between? Let's what if it's ten years after Mandalorian where we get to see a young Poe Dameron, you know, trying to trying to cut his teeth on that. Um, as long as he's not making like weird jokes, you know, to, yeah. uh, it, the, the time period post return of the Jedi is getting, it's going to get really tight with yeah books like aftermath mm-hmm. the video games that have filled up that. And I think that's why like Disney has always carved out a lot of these characters. That's why we don't hear about Luke. We don't have a lot of stories about Leia. We don't, it's, it's, it's peace. It's just like small little glimmers of that. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe Rogue... Okay, here's where Rogue Squadron could take place, and you just recast Wedge, because why not? Yeah. You could have it post-Empire pre-Jedi. It's a very small window, though. Very small window, though, but you don't always have to have Luke there. Yeah, true. But, yeah, small window, and it's a movie. It's a movie. That's right. I forget. I keep forgetting it's a movie, yeah. So, Uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's... um, yeah, and we don't know when either. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when they choose what what time period it's in, that'll you know answer some questions and it'll bring up some questions. So because that's something like I I always think of Rose Squadron as just being you know very Luke, very Wedge, very you know that period. So I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, it's all up in the air, and that's not coming out till twenty twenty three as well. So we've got some time. Um, look, let's talk about the series that I think that fits you. Mm-hmm. The Acolyte. The Acolyte. Yes. Uh, yes, I would definitely look forward to this one. Um, because it sounds, I love anything that's shrouded in mystery and darkness. And from what you're, what little we know of it is it's going to be a mystery thriller, which I definitely will like. Mm-hmm. I, I was a little disappointed that it's 200 years before the Phantom Mentis because I was hoping that it being called the Alkalite, that we're going to get maybe the master that trained Plagueis, you know? Oh, okay. I was, I, thinking, I was thinking like... Or you could do the other way too. You could do Plagueis training Sidious, but that's way too before. That's way too before. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah but I, I was hoping we were going to get Sidious with Maul. Well, then, yeah, but then that would have to be like, what, yeah, 30 yeah. years before mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. So this is, this is 200 years before. This is 200 years before. Yeah. And so I'm hoping then it's going to be more about like the tail end of the Rule of Two, even though we, that still continues on, but like the tail mm-hmm. end of the, the true seclusion of the Rule of Two. And I, I mean, if it was me and I was writing about it, I would want it to be like, I have a female Sith teaching a very young Plagueis, and she's all about. Sith holocrons. She's all about like the lore. She's all about 
you know, things like this. And the, the story is not only about Plagueis' training and letting the audience know about the dark side, but it's also, you know, about him seeing the value and the knowledge of all this. That's why he's called Darth Plagueis the Wise, because he's collecting all of this lore to uh, consume as much power as possible. And then at the very end, you know, maybe we get introduced into Sidious, you know, but I, I think that's, that's the show I would like for it to be, you know, uh, but who knows, but I will definitely look forward to this. Cause I want to, I love the dark side and I love the mystery behind it. So I'm, I'm also, I'm also cool much in the same way that we were fine with the Mandalorian, like stepping away from like some of the main characters, like mm-hmm. not having this connect to anything, have this, you know, have this sprawl across the galaxy with characters we've never heard of. Um, just don't make it too, you know, next generation. Yeah. Well, that's what, um, actually, that was the other thing I was disappointed in as well with that. Cause I think that even with what I would want it to be, I think it's actually going to do that. It's going to like, uh, have no, uh, established characters we've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, that's going to be interesting. So, um, Leslie Headland, um, she, she's done Russian doll. Sleep You're right. The people and uh, most recently almost family, which I haven't seen. So um, it, I would, I would think that um, I don't know. I mean, we also don't know a timeline on this and um, I'm kind of curious as to if, you know, if they're saying 10 years out, 10 years, what, what oh, if, for that? Yeah. 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 Like that they're going to roll out these series over the next 10 years. What are some of these they're basically saying like, well, we're going to do the Acolyte. We're, we're planning on having this actress or not this actress, but this director for it. And maybe in the back of their mind, they're like, mm, we're going to have this connect to, you know, uh, Taika Watiti's like movie somehow, mm-hmm. you know, like there's going to be a character in that that's going to be, because we still don't know anything about his movie at all. Yeah. The only thing we got was like a graphic that looked like schoolhouse rocks. Did you see that? Like, no, I didn't know. It's like, so it's like purple and teal. Like, like there's nothing to take away from it. You're just kind of like, okay, it's a named movie in development. Cool graphic. That's all I got. So I, I was wanting just, that was the one thing. That was the one thing when the news was, was going to drop. I was like, just give me a name. Just well, it's so far. Yeah. I just want to know something. I'm just so curious about what he's working on. Yeah, that project's so far out for his. I think he actually has another film right now he's committed to, and then it'll be the next one after that. So you know, it's at least Jeez, four. Yeah, 20, 25, 20. Yeah, 25, I think, is the yeah. other. That thing. would that would make sense. Um, oh, yeah, because he's doing, he's doing Thor. Uh, yeah, yeah, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I like my love. <laughs> a little bit of thunder. And I like, my, I like my podcast with a little bit of commercial break. Um, okay. Actually, no. Oh, yeah. right. Go ahead. You wanted to put a commercial break in somewhere else? No, no. Yeah. I was thinking, we don't need to do a commercial. I was like, oh, yeah, we do. Never mind. We may or may not. May or may not. Um, okay, so um, we don't know much about his movie, sadly. That was the one thing I wanted to know more about. The Acolyte, I, I mean, just reading the description, I was like, Nick, <laughs> <laughs> the graphic is cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Which I, like, I like the red. I like the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I still thought like, well, maybe this is several years out, but maybe this is more like 2024 or 20, you know, I mean, I don't know how they're spacing these out because some of them have, have dates attached to them from what was announced. For instance, um, visions, I'm jumping around a little bit. Um, visions is an animated short film series. Um, and, I want to be excited about it because it's Japanese animation. Right. Um, and it's, it's combining some things that I really like. I loved what they did with, um, there was a series on star Wars kids that they tried to launch action figures for. It was called like star Wars adventures. I believe um, they basically were like retelling all of star Wars, except in this anime kind of style. And uh, but they were like two minute long segments. They were really annoying because they would always have an announcer that would come through and be like, "In Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what it was. Galaxy of Adventures. Hmm. It was so. And I was like, "Why are you talking? You're ruining this!" Like you have this like really cool artwork, 
this really cool thing where you're taking dubbed voices from the previous Star Wars and you're just like remixing them into a movie clip. Oh. Just give me the whole movie. <laughs> like do what you're doing here, but without the announcer guy and just the whole movie. I I do think like something like Visions could be really cool though because of where it can go in a lot of different directions and it can show us and recreate some things. Well, they're only doing 10. 10 short films is what I have written down in my notes about it. Uh, and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be very Japanese anime heavy. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's just gonna be like a sandbox for people to play in. Like, yeah. oh, like let's let's just you know do what you want to do. Like, let's, let's yep. have fun with this. Yeah, so here- it, it, it could be anything. Yeah. Well, and we could see ten ten visions from ten different periods of time too. Right. Um, I I kept thinking in in terms of like you know, visions and this idea of the animated thing. And like my mind goes to like Fantasia or something like that. Well, I'm picturing like the original Ninja Gaiden from NES. Like, uh, (laughs) I mean, I like the slow pan over of like, you just see the bottom of someone's legs with a lightsaber ignited, you know, and then slow pan and you see someone like far off in the, in the tall grass with another one. Like, Oh yeah. You see like the quick feet running each other. Like that could be really just so different. Um, I know, I know you and I uh, are huge fans. I mean, I, I think we, I'd even texted Chris about it um, today. Twilight of the Apprentice, like to me, it's like if if you can get anywhere close to what happens between Ahsoka and Vader, mm-hmm. Twilight of the Pre- Apprentice, and like some of the the um, Japanese influence that you see and hear in that scene, it's just like it's it's some pretty cool stuff. So I would I would love to see that stuff kind of reimagined or. Um, perhaps some some other stories that come out of it. I I don't know. I'm curious about this. This show actually, we do have a date that it's going to hit this this coming year in 2021. So it's it's something what is, we can visions. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's well. That's what I saw on the, the tweet about it. So, okay. Yeah. So that's exciting to know that that's at least on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping to the other animated show. Oh yeah. What's that? I just said, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> a droid story, which is oh funny. that one, okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, oh there's another, another anime. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's save that one. Okay. Uh, but a droid story though, um, that we we heard about um, animation series? Question mark. There was little to nothing about that one. That's why I didn't write it down. R two D two C three P O. Um, introducing what I what I had read. Uh, they're going to be introducing a new hero, or they're going to be like on a journey with a new hero that they're going to introduce. It's basically, journey hero introduction R two D two C three PO. That's what you need to know uh, about that. The interesting take that I, I I got from it when I was looking over the the tweets about this was that ILM is involved. Hmm. So I find that it's very, very interesting that you have somebody like Industrial Light and Magic involved with an animation project. Hmm. Like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, ILM's not always involved with animation. It's not, they're not synonymous of like known for that. Hmm. So the fact that Industrial Light and Magic is involved with this, that tw- tweaked my like, oh, that could be interesting. Like, I don't know what that would entail. Like, are they making robots? Is there what what else is, you know, is there some screen capture like figure? Like, I don't know. Like it it to me, that was like the, the most like question mark. Like what? Huh? Well, this is going to be a series, though. I, I guess so. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just curious if a droid could really carry a series, you know, or even really a movie. But, well, I, mean, it, I can see, I can see like something like a Pixar film. You know how like you, know, it's, it's always around cars or it's around mm-hmm. objects. You know, but as in a single droid, though, that would be a lot of weight to carry. I think. Well, it's not around a single droid. It's around R two D two and C three PO. Right, but it, I thought, okay, I thought you were saying like they're going to introduce a new droid. They're going to introduce a new hero, from what we understand. It just mm-hmm. says new hero, um, and L four. I, <laughs> I mean, it, thinking back to to droids, the cartoon, um, which right. I grew up with and, and loved the soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just love the the theme song to it. Um, you know, it's hard to do, 
but it's possible because the droids can change hands. And it would be interesting to see, I don't know what timeline we're going to be into, um, but it would be cool to see kind of like, oh, the droids are on a, their own adventure, you know? Um, so I don't know. There have always been bumbling kind of foils of like, you know, as they go on these, these things that. Well, that's what I'm curious about. Like how, like how human or mm-hmm. intelligent do you make these droids? Cause really there hasn't been that many that are, have their own personalities you know, other than, uh, the one from uh, Rogue One had a definite personality. C-3PO right. does in a way. But most of the time we just hear chirps and bits and things. And yeah. it's like, do you cross that line of like true AI or or is it just programming? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, some big question marks here. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, let's get to another big question mark here that I had. And I'll see what you know about it. Children of Blood and Bone. What do you know about that? I know nothing about that one. I know nothing as well. I thought it was also strange that this is in partnership with 20th Century Fox. It's not a Star Wars thing, though. Um, it's I know not. that. No, Children of Blood and Bone is... Oh, I do know a little bit about it. It's a it's a young adult uh, book. Right. And they're just turning it... Because so it that was just a Disney Plus menu of things that were coming out. Children of Blood and Bone is not... From what I understand of it, it's it's a a book about a tribe of people or something like that. It's getting taken over, uh, and I think the author is from Africa. I yeah, think. let me let me go back to see the reason why I believe that this has something. It has to have something to do with Star Wars because why would Star Wars tweet about it? Oh, well, that's a good question. They didn't tweet about any other Disney Plus shows coming out. They only tweeted about their own shows. Um, so this is this is the Star Wars, the official Star Wars. Um, they they say, um, and I'm I would totally murder her name. Um, Tomi Adyemi's New York Times bestselling novel *Children of Blood and Bone* is being developed by Lucasfilm in partnership with 20th Century Studios. This coming of age follows a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. Oh, see? you know what? It's because Lucasfilm is in partnership with it. That's ah. why Star Wars tweeted it. Because, and we'll just skip to the next Lucasfilm-related uh, project, Willow. Yeah. Uh, not a Star Wars film, but Willow as an original series is is coming out mm-hmm. uh, in 2022, uh, starring Warwick Davis. So um, I'm curious as to, like, is this going to be a further adventure beyond Willow? Is this going to be a retelling of Willow? Like, I would think it would be a further on. Adventure. I would think so too. I mean, it's exciting to think that this is a series and this could potentially like be an ongoing thing. Like every, I mean, I, I would, I could easily see, you know, Willow being now the, 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 the I forget what they call them, but you know, the, the village elder now and picking the fingers and all that, you know, and, uh, I'm sure there'll be some new adventure. Cause I, I can't see Val Kilmer or any of the original cast yeah. going back. You know, it's just, it's no. just going to be Warwick Davis and, and who knows? I mean, I was actually surprised. I, I welcome it because I grew up watching Willow as you did. And yeah. I liked Willow as a child. It, you know, it, it probably has not held up as well. It's a little scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a little scary, but you know, it's, it's cheesy. And it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah, kind of a little yeah. bit of a Lord of the Rings rip off in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoyed Willow. Um, and I welcome it. I hopefully it'll be a success, but you don't know. I think it's it has the potential, and uh, you know, uh, you and I both re, you know watched the Dark Crystal mm-hmm. as it as it was you know relaunched as a series. Yeah, and that was a success where it, it took a property of an '80s movie that that was yeah good on its it, we'll say it's good on its own merit enough, but but the the property itself lived on long enough hmm. that the TV show that came out outshone and outshined the original property. Like it almost it, made it better. That's what, yeah, it really did. That's the kind of what I was saying. Cause like I had seen the dark crystal as a kid. I saw it later on as an adult and I never was a big fan of it. I, I was amazed with the puppetry. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I mean by like, like, like how it has merit you right, know, it has merit right. on those things. I mean, yeah, but the know, story of, Dark Crystal on its own is kind of a big enigma in a lot of ways, and that you get it that oh, okay, yeah, 
you know, the good guys won and there was this crystal thing, but it's just a, it's like, it's all middle kind of in a way. And that's what the dark crystal age of resist. What was age of something? Well, and anyway, even, the, but, even the original dark crystal movie, like there's that's what I'm saying. way too much. There's way too much with the original movie. Whereas like the, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the movie doesn't make sense, but the yeah. show though really yes. laid laid that foundation to now when you watch the movie, even though you can tell it's dated compared to the show, it you're like you really appreciate the show now because it's the nice conclusion to that one season. Yes. And I hate Netflix for canceling the show. Uh, yeah, I, I I think Netflix is in um, some some trouble. I would like it if someone would, I mean, cause I, I said, I think you and I both said, I mean, I, I think you could do another season of dark crystal age of, Re- his age of resistance, isn't it? Age I think of- so. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Like um, I think you could do one more season and that'd be perfect. You know, I mean, even though the first season is a perfect ending yeah. into the movie, but there is definitely some, some things that were not answered because uh, I'm, cause it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, yeah. But you know the, year, the, the general or the the you know the the one that dies in the series uh, at the end of the series the, one of the uh, the bad guys you know he's alive in the film and so you're like well you need to explain how this guy is alive in the film there's there, there's definitely some in there's some things in the show just they're small but there's like oh you need to fix this these couple little story elements and then you're good yeah age of resistance age yep. of resistance yeah yeah and um. Yeah, but I, I could see this show for Willow doing mm-hmm. that for the movie itself. Like, you know, okay, like the movie seems a little bit dated. Younger audiences, let's face it, you know, you and I have already talked about it. We're, we're getting old. So movies from the 80s, like kids are just like, nah, that's old, you know. But you take a property like that and, and revamp it or, or retell it in a way that like could make it better or complete the story or I don't know. I mean, I don't know what legs Willow will have, but I I'm hopeful for it. And it's exciting because it's at least two years on the horizon for us. Another Lucasfilm property uh, that we're going to get in 2022 uh, rehashing an old eighties classic Indiana Jones. Oh, I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Like where? A fifth movie that hopefully redeems and can like, Get that bad taste of Indiana Jones 4 out of our mouth. For real. Um, the Crystal Skull. There are moments of Crystal Skull. I would well, even say like the first third of the movie is like classic Indiana Jones, and then it just kind of like falls off. Well, suppose uh, uh, this. My, my friend Cliff, uh, I've never read it, but apparently the parts of the of Indy 4 that work are from the 94 script. Oh wow! Okay, and it said that that's why it kind of feels jaunted in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They they had they took the ninety four script and just butchered it, and then added in all these other elements to it. And those are the things that don't work. Is like all the things they added to it. Uh, so that, but I think it's just because of time that it passed, and then other things that were like, oh, well, we've got to do this and this, you know. But there's a lot of stuff that just did not work with Indy Four. You know, like I, I didn't like the ants. I didn't like the swinging from the vines. Oh yeah, no, like. You know, like all- yeah, I mean, as you're saying them, I'm like, yes, check, yes, check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even I get it because they're trying to make this this 50s stuff, you know, have that 50s feel. You have this little bit of West Side Story almost in the beginning of the film with the whole uh, the diner scene, you know, yeah. like oh, we're in the leather jackets. Like all they needed to do was just look at each other and start snapping their fingers, and like it would have been like like what is this? Like I, it, it, it felt forced, you know. Okay, the the redemption though. Yeah. Let's say the redemption right. of Indiana Jones rests solely on James Mangold. And the great aspect of it is he's had some good movies under his belt so far. I mean, you know, the Wolverine, you know, it's okay. But I mean, like, you you liked Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Yeah. And and Logan was good. Logan's good. I mean, it is a ripoff of Shane, uh, which they do reference in the film, but it um, but it is it's a good film. Yeah. Um I, ironically, I, I meant to mention this on, on our um, Mandalorian talk, but chapter 15 of the Mandalorian references uh, this movie, The Wages of Fear, which I've never seen, but it's like a 50s movie um, that uh, apparently has to deal with a vehicle loaded with uh, unstable explosives. So there's, oh. 
you know, I know we, we talked about the Inglorious Bastards reference, but um, mm-hmm. there's another film reference there within uh, chapter 15. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer in not killing all. It's, it's, like, it's like, like with the sequel trilogy. I, I believe that main characters in a, in a fantasy kind of thing like this, where they've already had their established arcs, should not die on screen. They should die, uh, you know, off camera. You know, uh, and I think I, I know I'll be. It's like things that I, I didn't want in the fourth indie. You know, I, I didn't like Shia LaBeouf. I, di- I didn't like him. Right. You know, being mutt and like, oh, I'm passing the reins over to you, kid. Like, yeah. I just think I don't want that. I don't want indie. I don't want a farewell goodbye to indie. I just want it to yeah. be a solid film and then just let it end. And he shouldn't die in the film because yeah. if you go by the TV show, which Come on, Disney Plus! Like you're gonna you're gonna do an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. announce that, okay? Whether it's in film or on Disney Plus, I don't care where. Release the Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, you have yeah. them. Release them. They're they're good. They're fun, and they're 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 wholesome. Like your your whole platform is meant for family shows. Release the Indiana Jones Chronicles. There's actually a Harrison Ford episode in there. Like. Mm-hmm. Come on! I remember when they released them on DVD, like in like 2011, I think, and I wanted to buy them so bad, and but they were so expensive. Oh, they they always. I I loved that show actually. By by the way, like as a kid, like that was one of those like during the dark times of Star Wars, like there was Indiana Jones Chronicles, and it was it was fun. It introduced like historical, you know, I mean, before there was the Forrest Gump movie, you had Indiana Jones going along, meeting all of these different famous, famous mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and in different time periods too, cause he would be old, he would be young, he would be all over the place. So anyway, a good on you, star Wars trying to fix it. I think, I think having somebody else other than Spielberg step in and try to like, you know, it's like at this point, it's like, okay, Steven Spielberg, you can't, well, I, I don't think that was because of him. I think he was just tired of the BS with it because that's what killed, kind of killed Indy 4 was the disagreements with the script for so long. Right. And that's what we were hearing with this one, too, is that they had a rough kind of idea about it and no one could agree. You know, and so I think he finally went, you know what? I'm too old for this crap. Right. And uh, if you don't get it together, I'm gone. You have this to a certain time. And then he just said, I do, no, I do feel that like somebody somebody like that though at least a fresh director can bring in something new yeah because you you gotta you gotta have something new for indie like that there's pumps that we gotta have energy mm-hmm. he's getting old right. what are you gonna do with him right <laughs> so and like it's the same as like with you know i'll never really really criticize lucas but um i felt Everything he did from '99 on, he's relied way too much on CGI, mm. and even with Indy Four, it was that way. It's like you yeah. know, you have this three tier waterfall, you know, and they mm-hmm. go down it in a truck, and somehow all manage to come out not yeah, only safe and alive, but all of them are still in the truck. It's like mm-hmm. that would never happen in a million years. Right. And you can always say like, well, yeah, they they jumped out of a plane, you know, in an air raft. I was like, yeah, but. And then landed, you know, down and went in the snow. I was like, yeah, but that's totally different in a way. And that that took place in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, people were high on cocaine. They accepted yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, like, there was just too much un- unbelievability, you know, or if that's even a word, uh, in uh, <laughs> in Indy Four, and just it just didn't make sense to me. And I mean, yeah. I I love that Marion came back, and and you know, and it just, yeah, and, and, there, I, and we haven't even talked about the aliens, which in some way I did like. Yeah. In some way that didn't lie, you know. Right. I just don't. I feel like. I feel like they just didn't stick the landing with that. Right. Like there was a better way to do it, and there was a better way to to conceive it. Like, and I don't care if Spielberg has to like straight up Close Encounters third kind this stuff, but you know, right. it didn't yeah. it didn't work the way that it was done. Um, yeah. I don't want to lose. Yeah, I go ahead. I was saying like, yeah, it's just. I, I got what they were trying to do with it. I really did. And so I kind of, I didn't ever defend it in before, but I got mm-hmm. it. It's like, no, he's, he's too old now to be yeah. 1930s or Nazis. Like, we have to move on. So what's the enemy in the 50s? It is. It's it's nuclear war. It's Russians. It's aliens. That's all what the 50s is about. It's all rather. It's like, it makes total sense to me. I never hated on it from in, that element. It was just Indy, the landing. Like what you're saying. Indy, Indy 5 starts off 
with this other person that comes up, actually like murders Mutt, tracks down Indiana Jones, and you're like, oh man, he's gonna kill Indiana Jones, and he's like, I'm your real son. That guy was a total Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I mean, I think I think uh, it definitely has to take place in the '60s. I think um, that would be fun. That would I think that would be an interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like like move it move it forward just a little bit further. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it would be funny to see you know Indiana Jones smoking grass. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm just curious what they would do with it because, you know, the 60s, I think more of conspiracy theories, you know, and, and of course, but you think of Kennedy assassination, you think of, yeah. you think of uh, the Vietnam War, you know, and so it's like what elements of the 60s are they going to incorporate into this? Well, I think the, the, the biggest one is uh, the whole, um, you know, bomb, the, the, I mean, how close we got to nuclear war. You know? That would actually be a good one, too. Yeah, so, if we did, if we did to the, I mean, so, X-Men did it, so why not? Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, or, I mean, you know, you get to 68 though. And that's probably like the most turbulent, but you, you know, there's not one person. It's just not like, right. I mean, you know, unless you take him, but Indy, Indy's never in America. Like he's always going around the globe doing other things too. So, um, you know, um, but it would be, it would be without showing them, you know, but you know, you can have a Beatles reference in there or something like that, you know? And I think, I also think that's, um, it's the same as it's, like Howl's and Star Wars and the Empire have traveling and Indiana always has traveling. Yeah. That's another thing I think with Indy Four, it didn't do it as much. You know, when you see the red line going yeah. across the map, people like the struggle to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I think Indy the reached the original trilogy did that very well. Like, oh, we're starting off here and yeah. we're going by submarine here or we're going, you know, by plane here. You know, and it's like, okay. And so you you see all this struggle from to get to one place to another and why it sets it up the way it does. So, yeah. Well, traveling on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, that's quite all right. Um, the um, Lando. 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 This, this is another big question mark as well. Yeah. Uh, nothing announced about it. No one in the cast announced nothing at all other than there's going to be a Lando show. This is what I have. Event series. Uh, directed by, or at least he's helming this, um, Justin Simeon, who okay. did Dear White People, as well as a movie called Bad Hair. Uh, it's in the early stages of development. So again, we have no idea timeline-wise. Time Could be 2023, 2024. The graphic, I, the graphic looks cool. I, I will say... The only other thing that I was going to say is like, we don't have confirmation of Donald Glover, which is shocking because if you're going to do Lando, wouldn't, wouldn't you secure that first? Well, yeah, exactly. I I think my hopes for this show, if it is just going to be like what you said in an event series. Yeah. I want it to be like a mini series almost like, like, like Obi-Wan, like let's just do six episodes and that'd be done with it. I want it to be a, a, a cross of like, old Lando and young Lando of like how the events that, of his life. Yeah. How and, that, like, and that would be great. And like, by the way, put an exclamation point on this show. If you could just confirm that, I, I think, you know, if you said like, you know, uh, both Donald Glover, you know, and Billy D Williams are, are appearing in this. I mean, you're like, okay. Like, that's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. The sooner the better, because Billy ain't getting any younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> totally, totally. And, but like you, know, you saw that well with uh, Rise of Skywalker that he might have a daughter. Right. You know, uh, I think it makes total sense to show the Glover, you know, stuff. You could even have you know, Han Solo actor come back, you know, do some scenes. You yeah. know how how he got uh, Cloud City, like everything like that. Like how did the scoundrel Lando make the mistakes? And then how will older Lando yeah. reflect and, on those and how he makes his life better, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, um, I don't have to have all of the dots connected or filled in, but I will say that like there's, and this has been very popular with books as well as comic books lately is, is like, here's this story happening here. And here's this story happening here and going back and forth between those stories. Um, the last shot novel um, which takes place in both the solo timeline and then like takes place post 
Jedi. So it, it bounces back and forth between pre-Solo movie and then post, uh, post-Return of the Jedi. It was, it was cool how it straddled both of those. So you had a younger Lando and an older Lando in there. Um, you know, I'm not saying the book was, was among the best Star Wars books that I've read, but I liked that there were some fun parts to it. There were a couple parts where I was like, do you even know Star Wars? Do you? <laughs> do you Star Wars? Because I Star Wars, and this is not Star Wars. Okay, moving on. So exciting, exciting though. Um, as far as an event series, if they're going to do what they did with Obi-Wan Kenobi, I could see this Lando series coming out, like I said, like 2024, 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope sooner. Give me all the Star Wars I can yeah. until it's gone. Okay, let's get into the final three that I have here listed. Yeah, that's what I have three left to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you least excited about? Go. Of the three left? Yeah, start Andor. with that one. Andor. Okay, totally. I could have started with Andor as well as being like yeah. it goes. It almost goes Rangers of the New Republic <laughs> and then Andor. And yeah. we actually got a sizzle reel about this, but it doesn't make me sizzle. Well, I, I think there were some cool would, things that I saw yeah, in it. Don't I, get me wrong. I would have rather had this be named just Spark or something. Oh, okay. Uh, and then not have it all about Andor. I get what yeah. they're doing with it. But mm-hmm. I would have much rather because you still have like the Mon Mothra actress. You have I would have much rather have this be the spark of the rebellion. Yeah. You know, at, before it gets to Rogue One, just yeah. like let me, sh- you know, not say necessary political, but let's just show other things. And and Andor, you know, yeah, he's a good actor, but like you know, but not make it all about him. Let's have some other stories in there as well. I would. I think. I, I think you know, with shows like Ahsoka, Obi Wan Kenobi, Lando. We look at those characters and we're like, we can, we, you and I could write a hundred stories about each of those characters, you know, and some of them might be similar, but we're, we're going to get a lot of like ideas and just like, like it, it gets the creative mind going. Mm-hmm. When you hear the name Andor, you're like, uh, who? Yeah. And, and then you're also like, oh, why? Yeah. You know, and it's not to diminish the actor or, or what, what has actually been happening in, in creating this because the, the graphic looks cool. Uh, so the production level is staying the same as what, as what the Mandalorian is. And, and if you watch the sizzle reel, like the city that they've created, like it's awesome. Like um, some of the concept art that you see in the background, I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, I'm down. But I also am like, we're only getting a short period of Kenobi, but this is going to be an ongoing series. Yeah. Like, what are we, how long, is, and at what point do you age out of Rogue One? Right. You know, well, I mean, so, it's also a bit, I mean, it's the same, like, you can't, that's what I'm saying is, and you can't have the weight of it just being on Andor because we already right. know what's happened to him. So yeah, we like, already know what happens to him, and we know that, like, he's been through some, sh- so yeah. whatever that, you know, problem has been for him, uh, I guess we're going to see him become really bad. Like, we're going to see Andor break bad. Like the whole time, I guess. Well, that's because that, that's they're they're waiting it on that one line, you yeah. Know, like everything I did, I did for the rebellion, you know. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and yeah, cause I said, I can't. To me, it's a one season show. Like that's all. It right, is I know. Me. I mean, everything I did, I did for love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough of Andor because uh, I want to be excited about it. It is coming out in 2022, um, so yay. Um, Bad Batch. Um, this has a lot of potential, I think. Yeah, and really excited, ex- except for the fact, did you get a date for this? I did not. I didn't see a date either, and for as much as done, as much as what looked to be done with this, I was really hoping that this would be dropped next year. It might. You never know. Um, the sneak peek and the sizzle reel for this definitely got my heart going. Uh, really exciting to see what it set up as far as like we're going to get a post clone war story mm-hmm. at the same level as what we got in clone wars um this was rumored basically as clone wars was was filming and or mm-hmm. not filming but was being released back in the spring and we were kind of I, I think at the time we were also like well how's this gonna look how what's this gonna be like you know this was a show that convinced me with the sizzle reel 
if I was a Disney investor, I would be like, mm, I got questions about Andor, but that Bad Batch sizzle real. And then we got a shot of Fennec. Yeah, um, we did. Exactly. And um, she's ageless. <laughs> for well, sure. The, well, you know, this was crazy. You know, the actress that plays Fennec is like 59 years old. 57. It's seven. Okay. I mean, she does nowhere, nowhere near no. looks that. Uh-uh. You know? I look, I feel like I look closer to 57 than she does. So, and I, and I feel like, like I look young still, but uh, you know, I look in the mirror, I, st- I see those wrinkles around my eyes. Now, sure enough, I'm sure she's had some, some work. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe. But she looks amazing for 57. Like I think Jack's 57. Yeah, I think he is close yeah. to it. He's somewhere there. 50, to he's it. 56, 58, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, uh, she definitely looks a lot younger than Jack. <laughs> uh, you maybe sit four kids at a time. <laughs> okay, so 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 excited about Bad Batch. The other well, cool part about that sizzle reel was the logo, right? Right, just melting off or oh, burning off. Yeah, it so shows cool. Clone Wars and it just like burns off, and it's Bad Batch underneath. Now, what are you wanting out of this show? Like, uh, I I want to see. I'm I'm ex- anticipating them being on the run. I'm anticipating them being a little bit more um, trying to survive, you know, the fallout. Um, I don't know what I want from the show. I don't really have, like, I don't see what the end goal is. I'm predicting this to be like Rebels and like a three to four season, once again, story arc. I'm picturing season one, them actually being in the Empire. Mm. Like because they're in the Republic, they're yeah. a special unit, and for all they know, it's just change of management. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we're still serving the Republic. Now we're just getting the Empire, you know, like whatever. And I think as the more they get utilized for the evilness mm. of the Empire, or like maybe even hunting down Jedi, who knows? Like, yeah. you're gonna see them start to really question, or but who knows? Maybe they even have to start eliminating their own clone brothers, you know. Because as the clones get phased out to more uh, just regular people, soldiers for the Empire, who knows? And then I think you're right, though. Like at some point when they finally decide to flip or to betray the Empire, they're going to be hunted men. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, by the way, it sets up a really great scene or dynamic of, of them versus Vader. Right. Exactly. You know, a young Vader versus the Bad Batch and like them basically like trying to like, A, either take him out. Mm-hmm. Or be like being hunted by him, but either way, um, I, I, and who knows? Maybe we don't get that till season two. Um, but I like your thought. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's to me that's where it because you, I think that is brilliant in a way, and that you're seeing this early stages of the empire, yeah. and you're seeing regular people who thought they were, you know, instead of having major characters having the wool or the blindfold ripped off, you're now seeing these regular soldiers. That's one of the things we've always talked about. It was great about Clone Wars, seeing things through the eyes of the clones. Now we're going to see them hopefully wake up from this. Like, oh, I was serving the bad guys. It's, you know, it's, like, we, it's weird. I, I'd rather see, yeah, the, the eyes of the war through the Bad Batch than the uh, Rangers of the New Republic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so... Oh, was there anything else you want to talk no, about? No, that's that? it. That's we're good. okay. Yeah. Really excited about it. It's probably like I mean, we're we we save these best for last because I think you and I were are probably most excited about Kenobi. Yeah, I was kind of sh- sh- shocked that it wasn't just Kenobi. You had Andor, Ahsoka, Obi Wan Kenobi. In case you were confused about the other Kenobi, <laughs> for real. <laughs> um. So yeah, the news that this dropped that we're gonna get Hayden Christensen back. Was did that excite you, or was it just Obi Wan Kenobi in general? I was really excited about the Kobe, uh, Kenobi series in general. Vader, Hayden Christian, actually scared the crap out of me. Oh, okay. Um, because I know what they're playing on, and it's it's such a fine line. It's so delicate in how they do this. Because you know, like a Is lot of like- is it like introducing aliens into Indiana Jones? It is. It is. You got to do it just right. Got to quiet it in. Uh, so you know, like a lot of people, we always wanted to believe 
that Mustafar was the last time Obi-Wan and Anakin saw each other. Because Kenobi left Anakin's fate up to the Force. You know, like, if he survives, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Uh, it's not it's not a Jedi's way to, to go down there and kill him. So, and, you know, we did learn in one book, I want to say it was the Revenge of the Sith, maybe, like the an- epilogue. You know, he's sitting in the uh, he's sitting in the most Eisley Cantina, and it comes over the news that Darth Vader is you know alive or whatever. And uh, but of course, that's no longer canon. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm, but you know, from A New Hope, though, it's I get how they can do it than the lines that are said in A New Hope. You know, like the last time I felt this was in the pre- you know was in the prison. Some you know, like he he kind of trails off mm-hmm. in some lines. You know, like uh, wait, yeah, the last. Crap, I'm forgetting them. But uh, in that, you can set it up to where there is a conflict on mm-hmm. Tatooine between the two. But like, why would there be? Like, why would why would Vader come there? Unless it's all going to be visionary mentally. I don't, I don't think he's going to be on Tatooine. I think he's going to go off world. I don't think. I think at some point he's got to leave Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that sets up. I mean, yes, we want to think that he's there protecting Luke the whole time. But I think. I think there's, I mean, I think there's that potential to say like, you know, or maybe maybe he feels like he's recognizing he's got to trail people off or something like that. He's got to get the trail off, so he right. he leads them off somewhere, and then he's kind of almost like like being hounded, you know, and uh, and then cornered at some point, and uh, and has to, I don't well, know. There's yeah. this is there's, happening right in between. It's you know ten years after ten years after ten years after ten years or nine years before a new hope, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the line is you know a presence I have not felt since you know so it trails off so it, it leaves it open. It's like oh maybe that wasn't the last time he actually it, felt Obi Wan, but you know it also helps explain the line like he's more a machine now than man, right? Like how would he know that? Like mm-hmm. I mean obviously like he know, like at some point he know he knew and he met Vader like on you know, but. uh I think that that can that can play a part, and if they can just get an inch close to again, hate to bring it up, but Twilight of the Apprentice Part Two, they can get close to that dynamic between Anakin um, and Ahsoka, where you have uh, you know, and uh, I mean, I'd I'd be fine with it at this point, you know, like as long as they stick the landing on it, but you know, I can imagine his helmet being cracked or like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. that we get to see because why do you cast Hayden Christensen if we're not going to see him without his mask? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's in the isolation bubble, which I assume we'll see some some stuff with that, but yeah, like the 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 visor being like busted out and you see part of his eye coming through, like I, however they do it. Um, I'm well, excited, and that, and that would explain also the truce. That are some kind of truce that happens in this series of even Vader saying the last time I was the learner, you know, yeah. now I am the master, you know, like, right. you know, uh, because even though it's 10 years, you know, from all the comic books and stuff we've read, you know, Vader always struggles all the way up to a certain point. And so you're kind of like, okay, I can see it. You know, where Vader really hasn't fought anyone other than just right there after revenge of the Sith. That's a true, mm-hmm. someone who can match him other than the emperor or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm also curious, like how much gray they're going to put into uh, Ewan McGregor's oh, beard. Sure, you know? sure. They'll have, have some patches here and there or whatnot. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm, at this point, I'm I'm fine with like different actors coming in and playing different parts. I I think that you know it's it's foolish to say that we would always have these same actors or these same characters. Um, I liked the uh, the thing that uh, I think Ralph had said something about like you know, that these are all different kind of like versions. It's like an author telling a different story. Like you have it in comic book form, you have it in, um, you know, a TV form. So the TV form could be different than the cartoon form. That can be different from the, you know, the movie form, you know, so that you almost kind of like have different um, styles of this, uh, as far as artists. I don't know if Ralph said it or one of his guests said it, but I was like, oh yeah, you know, I can see that, you know, I like that idea. Um, so... We also didn't say uh, that I'm 
I once again I can't say his name. Tam- Tamara. Tamara. Tamara Morrison. Yeah, is yeah. also signed on for Kenobi. Yeah, that's right. I, I meant. I meant. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so that's exciting because uh, from what I heard, uh, he will be reprising the role of Commander Cody. Okay, I had read that as a rumor, but I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, because I mean, it could be because it could literally be anybody. Because he could yeah. be Boba Fett. He could yep. be Commander Cody, which yep. I find a little odd. It makes sense, but in unless Vader's basically like, I mean, ten years after, it's just like how. But I mean, unless Vader's like basically utilizing him, I could also see him being if the Commander Cody's a rumor. I could also see there being an instance where, let's say, there's a retired clone. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan walks in. That's, clone, not, that, that's what clone. I'm picturing more, like a tired clone. Yeah. yeah, and like the clone loses it and just starts like trying to kill him, and then um, you know that instance is is the thing that like kind of like draws attention of the Empire. So he decides like I got to get people away from Luke. I got to get people away from here. I should have renamed his last name. Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> Too late now. Right. <laughs> um. All right, we've speculated a lot here, um, and. I'm I'm excited about some of this. Worried about other things. Um, at least at the end of the day, at the end of the ten years, um, we'll probably have more than ten shows. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is this is just an announcement this year. Who knows yeah. what we'll get next year? You know? Right, I know, and um, and who knows how much of this stuff will will change you know? or even make it to to film? Who knows? Yeah, I know exactly because you know some of this stuff is is still in the works so to speak. So yeah, what if it, you know, instead of like, it's interesting because I said spark, but what if it was just called like rising Phoenix or something that oh, would yeah, instead, be cool. of, instead of Andor, like just something, like, I just don't think, you know, not to keep harping on that. I just don't think Andor no, I, can. I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, I, here's the thing though. We were all skeptical about the Mandalorian. Mm, that's true. I mean, you and I both were just like, are they, are they going to do Boba Fett? How can you do this? I mean, he, we've been even skeptical about how they would introduce Boba Fett. And here we are like, that was one of the best episodes. <laughs> um, and, and taking a character that we normally wouldn't like. So um, I guess, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So because Owen and Bruce will still be here talking about <laughs> these shows. <laughs> if you like this show and who doesn't, um, help us out send us some feedback uh the force is well done at gmail.com that's our email rate and review the show that always sends more people our way become a patron member if you aren't already uh this may be on the patron field feed um you can become a patron by going over to jandjack.com and click on the patron link there's certain patrons that make this show possible i'd like to thank them now tattooing tack echo based eckhart Yoda Ed, Master Jedi Joanne, and the greatest Grogu Greg. I was kind of going with some more general ones for this one because I I wrote those on the fly. So this was was a bonus episode. Hope everybody enjoyed their blue milkshakes. Join us again next week um, when we'll have some more uh, Star Wars talk for you whenever this comes out. Nick, did, do you have any other uh, last thoughts? No, I'm good. I, th- I think I got it all out. Good. All right. All right. Y'all be good. May the force be with you. <laughs>